Hi, and welcome to The Temple Podcast. I'm Edward Pike. I'm the founder of The Temple. And I'm here to help you remember the profound love and wisdom and power that you and that we are. So The Temple Podcast is a place for exploring these various temples of our humanity, our homes, our relationships, our bodies, our practices, and even our businesses. Every episode is dedicated to one individual, to their work, to their journeys, and to what helps them continue to be of profound service to the world. So in this episode, I speak to not just one individual, but to two. I speak to Josephine Blossfeld and Nathan Fitchen, who are two full-time travelers and van lifers currently on lockdown in Bali. So Josie and Nathan are both beautiful creatives and change makers who are making profound impact on the world. They are the co-founders of Responsible Van Life, which is a movement and a community of van lifers, which is inspiring real change uh, within uh, the van life community, but also, as you'll see, beyond. It was a real, real pleasure to speak to them about both the, the challenges and discoveries of life on the road, of travel, as well as the, the gifts of spending so much time and in such close quarters with our, our life partner. So our conversation in this episode touches on um, what taking responsibility truly means, on the reality of van life beyond Instagram, and on how living in a small space can provide many gifts amongst the challenges, which is especially important for us right now in our lockdown. So before you dive in, I just want to invite you to make sure that you follow The Temple on social media. We are thetemple.love on both Facebook and Instagram. And we're going to be starting a beautiful campaign very soon in which you can get involved. So just make sure that you're following us to do so. That is thetemple.love on Facebook and Instagram. But for now... Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. This world there's room for everyone and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone the way of life can be free and beautiful so hello Josie and Nathan hi hey hey, hey. good good to see you all the way from between Crete and Bali yes. yeah incredible huh yeah I feel I mean I've never been to Bali Rob has and uh I feel so drawn to the island, and I think you'll have a great time here in Crete too. There's like a yeah. nice link between the two. Definitely feel that you would for sure love it here. Uh, mm. Something about magic and islands for sure. Yeah, we can feel it. Yeah, even especially these Corona crisis times. Yeah, how was it there in the in the lockdown? Um. It's kind of interesting because you just sit on this island of gods and just watch the whole world go by in yeah. 
fear and craziness and the life kind of just continues, continues here. Yeah. Um, everyone is taking their precautions, wearing masks and so on. And yeah. then it's kind of like the Bolognese have just adopted, adapted to that adapted, kind of yeah. uh, those new rules and then life just goes on. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the beaches are closed, but in general, there are shops that are open, there are restaurants that but it's, it's a very different situation to um, other places in the world, primarily because there hasn't been any significant testing. So at the moment, it doesn't seem like there is a significant amount of deaths and people have reported from the hospitals that yeah. there's also not many people there, yeah. which is interesting. Um, but it's possible that this happened back in January when... There were people coming from China regularly for the new year and um, there were signs of people being ill at that point mm. quite uh, significantly but, yeah. more than now. Yeah. So it's interesting. We've seen a few reports of Bali seeming to... Be a little miracle. Yeah. <laughs> but, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> talk to that really yeah wait i'm just going to turn off my video just to keep the bandwidth uh open because it's lagging a tiny bit and maybe you can do the same and i hear your beautiful voices instead um yeah. so so you how long have you been in bali for a few months now yeah around yeah. four months now four months yeah so maybe this is a good way to kind of introduce yourselves like what because obviously you're 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 full-time travelers um, how, you know, what else do you do? How have you got to, to Bali and yeah, what, what do you love doing in the world? What are you, how are you of service to the world? Maybe you can both introduce yourselves like individually and then also what you do together. That would be great. Yeah. Okay. Full-time travelers. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we are. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> you are. You can begin. Okay. I'll begin. Um, where, but where to begin is the thing. I guess we yeah. can start from here and... Yeah. So what I'm doing right now, uh, we have a bunch of shared projects, but I'm also embarking on a few of my individual things, and so is Josie. Um, so I'm really starting to work with branding and marketing, but doing it for purpose-driven brands, uh, specifically small independent businesses, NGOs, and artists and people that I believe are making the change in this world already. Yeah. Um, fundamentally, I see marketing as a way of evoking change. And so applying that to change makers around the world and helping them move forward is my main goal and vision at the moment, alongside all of our other creative projects. Yeah. Um, and how I got into this is purely through creating and exploring different different forms of creativity through photography and writing and through various crafts as well from time to time. And yeah, and from travel and being immersed in, in different cultures and meeting people, I think it's just been such an amazing journey up to this point and mm. we'll continue to do it. How long have you been traveling now? Um, so I left university when I was 21 yeah. and pretty much been traveling since that point. 
Yeah. Uh, and I'm 27 now. Yeah. So nice. That's about six years. Yeah. Um, of course, we've had an early beginning of traveling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of brought up traveling anyway. So yeah. in the UK, I was brought up on a canal boat. Um, so generally, we were traveling around the, the canals. Um, mm. And I was very lucky to have parents that were up for traveling and wanted to take me exploring the world. So, you know, we went to India for six months and traveled around when I was six. And those early memories have really, I think, instilled this, this need or mm. this want to yeah. continue traveling. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you? Curiosity. Hmm. Well, well, quick background about me. Um, grew up in Denmark alongside my family, and I was so lucky that my parents they took me to a um, a Waldorf school or Waldorf style schools. Yeah, you know it as well. Um, which has probably been the biggest blessing and gift that I've ah oh, maybe the next biggest blessing <laughs> and gift I've ever been giving. Um, the biggest one was when I was sixteen. Then I got really ill. I, um, I had a brain tumor um, and was six months in hospital. And it took two surgeries for for the doctors to be able to remove this tumor um, and a new death experience. And from that moment off, it automatically just changed my whole life. Yeah. So when I was 16, I made a promise to myself and never be in any situations where I couldn't be myself fully alongside a lot of other realizations and promises. And then the first day back into school, I was like, I can't be myself here. Mm. <laughs> like no one other myself here. So uh, I told my mom when she picked me up, I was still coming the faces of um, learning to probably walk again and to talk again yeah. and to relearn all these basic um, wow. skills. Yeah. Um, and I said to my mom that, all right, you don't have to pick me up again because I'm not going back to school. I'm not going back, yeah. And it, and it didn't take long for me to uh, move out of Denmark. I just had to expand my mindset. It was simply too narrow-minded. I really wanted to go to the North Pole and save all the... Icebergs, what's called? <laughs> yeah, polar bears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can try saving the icebergs. I'm sure that'll be fun. That as well. <laughs> <laughs> the polar bears, yeah. yeah. Um, I had, yeah, very, very strong visions of like how the whole world was going to collapse because mm. of our unconscious actions and very like natural disaster kind of mindset, which yeah. was really good because it kicked us my whole journey of growing up and wanting to create change. Yeah. So since I was 17, I um, moved out of my own com- country and been on the road ever since, really. Yeah. Pretty much. And then I manifested Nathan <laughs> a, few, <laughs> a few years later. And it's probably one of the manifestations I'm the most proud of because it was very specific. Yeah. You know, you have those ones where, like, literally, I don't just want money. I want 2,000 
870 bucks. <laughs> it was a bit like that. I was very specific and said, oh, I have so many business ideas that um, I want to share them with someone. Yeah. And I want to find someone who sees the world with the same kind of viewpoint as me and want to create change. And yeah, I wanted a partner where we could live in a van together and mm. travel and start a business. And then pretty much within two, three months, Nathan and I met in, in Lisbon, in Portugal. And the day after we met, he said, uh, do you want to come on a road trip with me? And I said, Mm-hmm. I guess this is my destiny, so why not? <laughs> and yes. yes, there was. He showed up, lived yeah. in a van, and a few months after we started, oh, first, I guess we could call it business project together, yeah, Wild Feet Productions. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, Wild Feet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've been travelling together ever since that point. When, how long ago was yeah. that? Um, How's that? It's going to be two years and a month's time. Yeah. yeah. This is actually the first time we're living in a house house together. And <laughs> together. <laughs> so yeah, you literally started in a, on a road trip. Then you started on the road. Your relationship and your your partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Three people in a van. So uh, Nathan's friend from uh, the states were as well traveling with us on this little road trip so <laughs> we were like sleeping three people in the little bed in a van <laughs> for a few weeks <laughs> and then soon uh, we kicked mm. out. Yeah. yeah. and, jo- and uh, Josie you do photography just to professionally just give us a bit of background as well on what you do um yeah, yeah. Is it photography tell, tell us more a lot of different different things. Um, yeah. As a photography has been with me since I was very, very young, like 12 years old, um, which has kind of been my ongoing project and passion really since traveling um, mm. and has been a huge source of income as well. Um, so um, that is kind of like, I guess, been my main project where I would go while I was in California or New York or Bali or Denmark um, and now when I'm in Bali it's great because it's expanding a little bit um, yeah. and I'm getting more and more clear on how I can not just use photography but how I can also use it to empower people mm, um, and I had beautiful. a really amazing photo shoot here a few weeks ago um, with a woman that was a little bit, it was, you know, a traditional kind of photo shoot. It was about um, purely girlies. And then I was like, you know, we can get, we can be a lot more connected and empowered with this photo shoot. You know, she was posing in front of the camera and I was trying to get her to be relaxed and comfortable. And then we went into like a full on half an hour um, empowerment kind of session where one of the friends were there to to guide her through like a dance and she just completely transformed and I transformed as a photographer as well and it was suddenly like a magic play and you know I didn't have to be like oh let's go over here or do this or do this but it wasn't then actually I was like it felt like I was studying more to be a photographer now because it was my job to capture the moment and the emotions that she was feeling and since then, I've really been thinking about doing more empowerment photography. Mm. 
especially for women. Yeah. So I'm trying also with Nathan's help with branding and so on to see how I can actually focus more into that mm. because that gives me so much more fulfillment and purpose as well. Yeah. And then besides that, we're also creating a documentary. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've been working on a lot of the joint projects as well. Um, yeah. Which, well, we won't go into too much detail about the documentary because it's um, it's a big topic and one that we cannot fully explain right now yeah. anyway. Yeah, still in process. So. Still in process, yeah. Stay tuned. It's yeah. going to be really important. Um, and then beyond that, we also have Responsible Van Life, which is mm. kind of a... It's an online community we've been fostering over the last eight months I think it's been mm-hmm. maybe a bit more now mm-hmm. um, which is is bringing together two well it's two ways of life really which um, is van life people that are living in vans and taking responsibility which is this mindset of living more lightly on the earth and being being more caring of the people and the planet that we exist on. Mm. How did that idea come about? How did you, how did you create responsible van life? What's the story? Well, it definitely come from our own lifestyle. Of, yeah. Well, we've been living in vans for five years, and since I met you, almost for two years, um, and without sounding too much like we are we're the good example but we try definitely to leave as a small impact um on the planet as possible um impact right yeah because we also create an impact but small footprint maybe yeah yeah (laughs) thank you (laughs) um and yeah how do you really come around it was just our own knowledge and curiosity and wanting to share like even though you're living in a van how it's actually a really really sustainable lifestyle and how it can be a really sustainable lifestyle um and we simply just wanted to to make a movement Mm. yeah and i think at the time we had just moved to new zealand and bought a van and we were using the principles of permaculture, which are 12 principles um, set around the, yeah, permaculture. Um, And trying to apply that to how we constructed our van interior. Um, So we were sharing about this on Instagram and we kind of felt like we, there there was an audience for this. People wanted to know how to do things more um, environmentally friendly and we saw that there wasn't really a space where people were talking about that fully yeah um, people were talking about it but very individually and we wanted to then create a space where people were able to first dive deeper into these topics and yeah really get to learn about what it means to be a responsible van lifer and you've been building that community for eight months. You said you've already got was it fifteen thousand people on your Instagram? 
So there's obviously been yeah. a big uh, demand is the wrong word, but you know, a big uh, need or thirst for for that space. So how, how has mm-hmm. it been connecting and meeting and kind of interacting with this this community for the past what eight months, nearly a year? How has it been? It's been really amazing. I mean, before starting this, we didn't really have any experience and the the way that it grew so rapidly was kind of at the time by pure chance although now looking back we can see we were really clever <laughs> yeah we can see yeah. why it happened um and it was it was really about just you know using the community that was already there and getting people to join in the conversation yeah and what what has stood out for people is that we have this kind of um, tone of voice or this character that is responsible van life, which is to not be the answer to the solution. Like mm. we, as Joseph is saying, we try to set a good example, but we don't have all of the answers. Yeah. And we don't see ourselves as any better than anyone else. But we recognize that we need to start talking about it. And whatever that means for people to give them the space to come in. And Mm. it's amazing all of the people that we've met who have different ideas of what responsible van life is. Mm. And yeah, just bringing them together. And we've been through a few phases where we've tried to to expand on moving beyond Instagram. Uh, We started an e-magazine for a little while, but it just became too much work for us at the time. Yeah, Yeah, Um, and Patreon as well. Yeah. Um, and then we also like were so lucky to get a team of 10 people um, that wanted to simply co-work on this project in mm. three months around the world, all the band lifers as well. Um, so as you're saying, it's, it, there was definitely like a niche of thirst for this. Yeah. Um, and what we found out as well also through the hashtag responsible van life people have so much knowledge and mm. skills and ideas and it's absolutely amazing to see like individuals from all over the world but still having in common this lifestyle, this understanding of what it means. Because everybody who lives in a van has, it's a, most of the time it's a conscious choice yeah. and a conscious act to move into a van if you, for example, have left your job because you feel like there's so much more to life or you just want to travel again or you don't want to live in the matrix or mm. there's always some kind of like purpose behind it and some kind of mission you want to be on. Mm. Um, and you can really feel that people are amazingly creative and comes up with so many different kinds of solutions of how we can live more environmentally. Yeah. Um, but not also just that, but also responsible as a human being and being more conscious of the way you're living. And just as much like what I'm doing with my life, is that serving me? Or is being in this corporate job serving me? Or is my dream since it was still actually go out and travel across the States mm. and sharing whatever, helping kids or homeless people? Or yeah. I, I, so many great projects. I love that it really takes the idea of responsibility further, um, you know, 
there's um, not just about the planet, but about the human, the individual, our role, our mission, our purpose. Yeah, I love mm -hmm. that. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we wanted to embody that with responsible van life through the way that we used our Instagram as well, because yeah. <clears throat> I personally was fed up of seeing van life becoming just a, a trend and a brand. Mm. So if you go through like a lot of big Instagram pages about van life, what you're going to see is women sat in the back of their van with their bums out, which <laughs> is fine. I'm all for for everyone loving their body and empowering themselves through photography, but it's just become this this clear cut photo which yeah. people like and it gets them likes and you know we were losing what van life is and why yeah. people were moving towards this culture and we wanted to try and create a shift in that by actually giving voice to the van lifers who you know weren't doing these pictures because they didn't necessarily believe this was the best way to to share their story and share their way of life um and we have seen i think a massive shift in the way people are doing that now mm -hmm. i mean there's still a lot of pretty pictures of vans mm -hmm. but um there's since been quite a few moves towards um for example diversifying van life um and giving a much more equal space to to people of color and recognizing that we aren't all just white people in vans like everyone is living in vans and um a lot of the time people of color were being underrepresented by um instagram pages yeah which is just continuing the the cycle that we've been in for generations and yeah. it's amazing to see people stand up and be like no this isn't this is wrong and we need to change the way we're doing it yeah um so since Responsible Van Life, there has been Diversify Van Life and Van Life Pride as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just been amazing to see um, people using social media in a more humane and, and just way. Mm. Yeah, and it really has a whole new dimension to van life because as you say, like there is a certain image. Um, and there's this, I mean, you know, even I and my partner, we have this sign of, this dream of you know having a van and be able to travel around with it, but the, and there is an element of that which is this kind of idea idealized image, mm. and then there's what you talk yeah. about is there's the reality as well which is, you know there is discrimination on some level there is um, well at least on kind of Instagram, there's not all always yeah. the pretty picture of um, of legs hanging out the back of the van with the sea in front of you. <laughs> So then maybe that's a good lead into to another thing I wanted to bring up, which is, see, and this is both a, a question that is out of my personal curiosity um, and, and for the theme of, of the podcast. So I can, I just imagine, I put myself in, 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 in your shoes, you know, living in a van with your partner. Like how, how is that? How do you maintain um sanity how do you you know how has that been for you that kind of uh to maintain that what i want to call the temple of the relationship which i know from personal experience is so easy to to um, to kind of to disrespect or to forget how do you maintain that in such a kind of close living uh space and it's not just that it's a close living space like 
we're partners and we have mm. a business together and we travel in a van and yeah. we live in like 10 square feet. Yeah. So, and that was from the first day, just to say. So I yeah. guess like in the first month, we pretty much passed the test. Yeah. That, okay, we can go through anything and everything right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was a good uh, a good way to start out when, when you go on a road trip with someone, you get to know them mm. inside and out, basically. Mm-hmm. There's so, no first date, it's a second date, it's a third date. Yeah, straight in. Who's doing the dishes yeah. and who's doing the bed when we get up in the morning. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's really just down to, for us, it's about communication and giving each other what the other person needs, but taking responsibility for ourselves as well mm. yeah yeah we like to both live by certain agreements which is actually mostly unspoken for us and one of them is always to be very very honest and yeah. and taking honesty to a to a new level yeah um, and then as well as not making any assumptions about each other about how the other person feel um, or taking anything personally. Maybe for those who have read The Five Agreements, this sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. We definitely recommend this book. Mm-hmm. Um, we've used it a lot in, as well in our team, yeah. our responsible van life team. Um, that's literally been the only, how do you say it, guidelines maybe? Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Five Agreements. That's great. Um, and, yeah. and a, not long into a relationship, I remember we were driving one day, I think it was in France, and we came up with, with the five, do we call them five whys, so the five reasons. Yeah, for our shared vision. For our shared vision, which as well was in our relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to remember them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they have changed. I think it's hard to say which ones were the first five because I think they've, Mm-hmm. kind of expanded to many more and then come back but they've always had the same essence of mm-hmm. why yeah why we are together and yeah. what we meant to to share mm-hmm. and i can think of some now which is um to love to learn to explore mm-hmm. yeah to connect and create and create is that five trust that's six now that's six. six and trust yeah. And trust, yeah. And that's mm. all both like for us as individual beings and us in the relationship, but also yeah. us why we're here and how we are taking this playing this game of life. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's been many challenges for the past two years. Um, yeah. And there was definitely some kind of like unhealthy patterns were created maybe it's hard to say maybe over the past mm-hmm. last year um which we have been very very well we've been more and more aware of them over the past few months and every time that we feel triggered now for example by each other we are very aware of what role that plays in this pattern that we've created and we both know that we are a path through and therefore out 
of this pattern that we now know is not serving any of us. Mm. Um, so such thing as like being very aware of this, but also like why it's triggering triggering us and like certain things when Nathan says something and acts a certain way or doesn't, <laughs> it's triggering me because literally, as always, this comes down to my childhood and the yeah. same pretty much for Nathan or for anyone. <laughs> um, so it's this very like safe space filled with compassion and really unconditional love that we are allowed to grow and evolve individually. Yeah. And, and I, I see it as truly as a blessing because Nathan, he does really trigger me more like anybody else. And I see it as a massive, like, again, one of the best gifts because I get to learn and integrate all these things that has not been integrated within me since yeah. my childhood. Um, yeah. And I think that's part of what makes it so unique. That yeah. We literally use each other as a mirror. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think we can either choose to deal with these problems ourselves on our journey and maybe have these patterns reoccur. Um, there's been points where we feel like I know I found, I know you felt because you told me that we want to just like leave, but then mm. we sit down together and we're like, this is, this is something that's happening within us and mm. we're drawing out of each other. And it doesn't matter if we were to leave each other now and go into a different relationship, we would probably experience similar patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Based on the fact that we as individuals are creating this in ourselves and because we are, able to deal with that together and support each other through that it seems good seems good yeah. for now <laughs> yeah. and it's like an it's like an added challenge to to do that um while you're van lifing or traveling yeah, yeah. like um there's no like even having physical space like if you live mm. you know we live in a house with rob we you know we have one can be in one room one can be in the other one can be you know on the roof or ones in the whatever the the bedroom there's a bit of physical space so how do you deal with that on the when you're van lifing when you're traveling it's definitely uh, different because you can't just drive away from the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we well we tend to find ourselves in in nature and yeah. i'm a big believer of when you you're feeling this stuff to not just walk away from it anyway yeah. so when when you need your space, at least take your space positively yeah. rather than negatively. Um, and when you are in a positive feeling within the relationship, it's it's a lot easier to take yeah. space. Yeah. Um, but speaking to that, I think living in a small space does foster this uh, codependency. Um, for example, when you're cooking food, you generally are going to be passing stuff to each other, which is not something, it seems really menial, but it means a lot when you are in such a small space that you can't move past someone to get something that you need. Mm. You have to ask them to pass it to you. Mm. And I think it's a great analogy for a lot of the codependencies that occur within van life or within living in a small space. Mm. And also, I guess, within... Within life, like in general, we often recognize codependency as 
a negative thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I've felt that before. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be because within any community, you are building resilience by having this codependency, mm. um, by trusting in others and yeah, being able to share and support others as well. And yeah. I think I think it can be unhealthy and it can also be healthy. And I think having patience to support others is a, is a very good lesson to learn, a very good skill. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were definitely a number of times where I felt like I could really do some more space. But Yeah, and I remember in the beginning as well, like, um what's it called if there's a big challenge and you turn it around and actually make it into benefits to grow from it. Opportunity. Maybe <laughs> thank you. <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> I took the opportunity. Oh, well, that was a nice description of opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We should say that. Um, in the very beginning, I remember when I was like in the evenings when I was drawing, um I felt that I definitely needed my own space and actually Nathan not being there when I was sitting and being in my own flow of listening to my music and drawing. Yeah. And I could feel the massive resistance from myself that Nathan was around. <laughs> and I really just wanted to be alone. You know, it was winter, you couldn't just go outside and it was evening, nothing was open. And in, in that way, um, I had to deal with it. Mm. And it was more about me being afraid of being judged of what I was creating. Um, And here there was this massive opportunity for me to actually go into that and go through that and why is that? Um, And I don't feel that strongly about that anymore at all. Um, That's really powerful, yeah. Yeah. It really is powerful. Like um, in that close proximity, you're you know, you have to kind of find that inner freedom and that inner awareness even more in a way than if you have the opportunity to, to, to have space or to have physical space. It's like you're, you're f- force is the wrong word, but you're invited, you know, to find that in yourself at a deeper yeah. level. Yeah. Yeah, really exactly. And I hope a lot of people are experiencing that in these moments where mm, yeah. there are... Uh, strong lockdowns um, and people can get out to to experience that solitude yeah mm-hmm. well there's definitely already a rise of uh, what is called like partnership issues <laughs> yeah <laughs> domestic violence domestic <laughs> violence <laughs> yes yeah, I yeah. my language <laughs> yeah we managed to um, avoid that during our uh, the time violence. in a very small town. Domestic <laughs> violence. <laughs> but yeah, like living in a small space is actually, you know, it's an opportunity to deal with and let, like, let it all come to the surface mm. of all these things that we have within us, which we normally just can walk away from. Yeah. We can literally just guide ourselves through life, walking away from all those opportunities, situations and people that triggers something in us and just turn turn the chain, turn away yeah. um, instead of dealing with them. And, you know, 
it's never has to do with another person. It's always a reflection of ourselves. Um, so I really hope as well, like during these times, that people at least feel a bit of a safe space to be able to be like, wow, not just are you annoying me a lot <laughs> or why can't you cook dinner? You don't even know how to go out and buy the right things or whatever it is. Um, but actually be able to look inward and, and discovering new things about ourselves that we haven't mm. noticed before because we've always been able to guide around yeah. it. Yeah. And I think you, you touched on this beforehand, like um, in order to have that, there needs to be um, at least an intention for communication and for, um, as I well, un unconditional love might be, you know, hard for us human beings, but at least a desire to be as unconditionally loving as possible. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and as we've been talking about I'm seeing it as kind of a peaceful confrontation mm, is peaceful confrontation. what we're essentially practicing yeah because yeah. We're, we're not allowing each other to to walk away from our own inner issues but we are facing them together mm. and working through that together mm -hmm. yeah and one other thing I'd like to, to talk on about being in such a small space is the overwhelming sense of freedom that you do get from going outside once you get out there again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, living in a small space can, can be hard. It does have its challenges as well as its uh, obviously amazing benefits of being able to just travel the world on very little money and, see everything we want to see and mm. be who we want to be. Um, That's why it's a bit contradictory sometimes because I also feel like I live in a bigger space because the whole world's my home. Yeah. You know, mm. you step out of the van and you step into a forest. Or yeah. The world is your temple. Yeah. The whole world exactly. is the temple. Yeah. Exactly. And for the record, sometimes it is a, a really bad car park in the middle of a town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If that's your temple. Yeah. <laughs> Find the sacredness in that. <laughs> Airports. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So what's your, I mean, what's your vision with the responsible van life? What, um, what's the next steps and what are you called? What's your dream with it? What are you called to, to create? Do you know? I mean, you might, you might not know. I'm curious. Well, I think from the very beginning, it's, it's about fostering some sense of cultural shift towards, yeah, just being more caring for the earth and for other people and yeah. for ourselves, um, much like the temple, I believe. Um, we are looking at creating a community where people feel safe and secure and able to speak openly about how they feel, but also to learn and share with others yeah. um, on, on topics of responsibility in its many facets. Um, how that looks practically is... And let me just say as well, like also let the movement to be an inspiration for people that doesn't live in maths, mm. um, to live more mm. a conscious and aware life, be like, wow, these 
this group of people are, are really showing an amazing example in a very, very honest way. Yeah. So it's not this pretty perfect, I'm zero waste or whatever. Um, but really to to show in a much more open-minded way, like how how we can step up yeah. both individually, also as a movement, as a group of people, yeah. um, both for one for ourselves, but also for each other and the planet. Yeah, and sharing also what the challenges are in that, you know, mm-hmm. how how to make that shift and what what are the steps and what are the learnings and and where what are the difficulties as well because. Mm. I guess it's not it's not, it's not it's not such an effortless thing to be fully responsible I know there's a big part of our being that just is you know and wants to be take us to take responsibility but there's also parts of us that I guess are getting resistant in a way to take responsibility both for ourselves and for, for and even more so for our planet and for others yeah mm. for sure mm. and I think the one other thing is to be just 100% non-judgmental yeah. I think if you look through the Instagram page and the comments and the way that we write and the way that we discuss these topics, it's never about pointing fingers at anyone. Like yeah. we're all on a journey to becoming more responsible, whether we know it or not. And we just, yeah, want to help people get there. I guess that's it really. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. And it kind of okay. relates to what you, oh, yeah, Go ahead. I was going to say, it really relates to what you shared at the beginning, Nathan, of using marketing as a force for change. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I see, yeah, responsible van life is just embodying that in our visions mm. for our relationship and everything that we do. We, we want to help others as much as we can. Yeah. To be their best selves as we navigate our own journey to being our best selves and having fun along the yeah. way. Yeah. Joy is important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, practically, yeah. we have, at this point, I think we're a little bit, um, having made, maybe we're not so clear mm. because it's really not about what we think the, the community hmm. wants, but it's about asking the community, which really is our next big step, not just a few, but a lot of people, what they want and what they need. Hmm. Um, but what we have been talking about, what we would like is to have gatherings. There's already a lot of great van life gatherings. Um, yeah. But we would love it to be hosted by a responsible van life as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a really great um, field to move in, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but the, the van life community is amazing and it's amazing to just be a part of and, and continue to make these gatherings. Mm. Like the ones that there are already really great and we've never actually been to one because they're more in the states uh rather than europe so we just hope to add to the many that are there and yeah maybe put a little bit of our own spin on it like a a festival would that be yeah essentially so we would 
um, encourage people to come along and give talks and workshops and mm. play music. And yeah. I think a lot of it would be around community development. And we would really like to see people really getting together and thinking deeply together and just feeling that love and connectedness with each other. Yeah. Um, there is actually a lot of loneliness in van life as well for those people who aren't in couples. Um, so it's important to recognize that living in this, this way does actually kind of create social distancing a lot mm. of the time. Mm. Um, so being able to create these gatherings where people can come together is an amazing way to move that forward and, and share knowledge. Um, particularly when a lot of environmental responsibility is around making stuff with your hands, um, which can be shared through, through videos and through writing, but yeah. you know, the best way to learn is to do it. Yeah. Um, time back. Yes, we've thought about creating a time bank as well. Have you heard of the concept? Um, is it when it's like an exchange of services? And um, oh, actually, you'll have to explain it. I think I know what it is, but uh, please explain it. Uh, you pretty much explained it. Definition. <laughs> <laughs> it is about that. So it's, it's um, much like a bank where you deposit your money and yeah. allow money. It's It's... A deposit of your time so for whatever skills you can bring to a community um, you offer that and when you use some of your time then you can get time back from someone else um, so it's, it's an alternative form of economy yeah that could be really valuable for the van life community and especially for people working within the community itself yeah. i think a lot of the time um off of the back of people working within the time bank, they're able to, you know, gain more clients where they can actually get paid for the things that they yeah, do. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's about, again, it's about that codependency and mutual support mm. for people. Um, but looking beyond that to, yeah, just helping other van lifers. That's brilliant. Yeah. Really brilliant. And how, how, how do you organize that practically a time bank? Is that, is that, I mean, this is maybe a very practical question, but is that through spreadsheets or is that, you know, someone's keeping yeah. account? Yeah. There is, um, there is, I don't know if it's a, an organization, but there are time banks all over the world. Okay. Um, so often it's in villages or, or towns. Um, can definitely see there being some challenges of it being global. Yeah. But I'm sure we can navigate that through through yeah through spreadsheets and i guess it would we like the truth is we don't know exactly how it would uh, pan out right now yeah um but it would be some kind of directory where mm. people can list their services and then i think time bank or the organization that organizes time banks already have some kind of system set okay. up to yeah. enable that um it's, it's again it's kind of an idea that's come to us in passing and we would be asking the community to see if it is valuable to them yeah before yeah. going ahead yeah um 
which is one of the mistakes we made with the magazine because we put a lot of work and and time into creating the magazine but it wasn't necessarily what the community needed at the yeah, time yeah uh, so that was a big lesson for us yeah yeah, it's so, easy to do that. I know from personal experience, it's easy to have an impulse and be excited by it and and then realize it's not actually what people needed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. And has, but it's, has, all, it's all really just bringing us closer to what the community does need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're eternally grateful for it. And yeah. Yeah, I think... Like, it's not that we need to come up with something good for that to be something valuable that already is. But, you mm. know, we, we can take this movement and really create even more change. Yeah. And we've been thinking about doing online courses such as, like, mm. responsible living one-on-one and, and simply share, like, very easy, practical tips and facts um well for people that's about to move into a van and want to do it more environmental friendly or people who've been moved or living in van for a longer time and yeah. simply wants to know like okay what's the small things in our everyday van life we can do yeah. that will do a big impact on the long run mm. yeah. yeah and i think as well it can be an amazing network to be able to mobilize in in protest potentially um mm. i think often in sustainability we put the the problem on the people and a lot of what we talk about in responsible van life is steps that people individually can take to do better for the planet but yeah. actually we're missing like the the big people who are making the massive impacts in the first place yeah. so it'd be really nice to get this community together and mobilize with people like Extinction Rebellion and, you know, be there as, not necessarily as responsible van life, but be there as a network of people that live in vans yeah. that want to see this change happen as well. Um, so we can, we can rock up and be part of that protest, mm -hmm. which I, I think a lot of van lifers are already um, within yeah we've been extinction rebellion yeah great so hannah how does someone kind of get involved with what you're doing what's the best way for people to 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 connect with you probably instagram yeah yeah instagram we are and i would say we're many platforms slow but uh, the easiest way will probably be on our either our private instagram wild feed or responsible van life itself yeah. yeah great and yeah we also have our own individual so nathan fitch and josephine blossfeld yeah which great. we share on probably from time to time you share more mm -hmm. than me at the moment yeah um yeah and i think we would love to, for whoever hears this, to come and talk to us about what we're doing. Yeah. We're more than happy to share more. And, you know, if people have ideas, we'd love to hear them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, straight away, what comes to mind is that 
I mean, all this whole conversation, you know, there's been so much learning and discoveries that are quite unique to van lifing that can be applied mm. to the wider population, which you've already touched on with, you know, that sense of taking responsibility. So there's, there's I feel there's so much mm. um, wisdom and the treasure in that. You know, I mean, that's also kind of the idea of the temple that everyone has, you know, their wisdom and their treasure regardless of what it is or how it's yeah. come about. And you know, there's a very unique, yeah, it's a very unique situation around life, thing, especially as a couple. Yeah, so yeah. There's so much, yeah, it's just so interesting, you know, what, <laughs> so what can be shared with the world about that? What are, you know, mm-hmm. the, the discoveries and the, the, I'm going to call them the practices or the kind of the ways to stay sane, to stay connected, to stay in alignment with our, you know, our highest good and the and our highest potential and uh, our hearts yeah yeah so yeah. yeah it's so exciting and responsible van life is just one way to identify with that and the same yeah. as the temple but at the end yeah. of the day we are all proponents of as you say us reaching our highest potential and um hopefully not destroying the planet at the same time <laughs> yeah exactly that would never go ahead that. yeah that's <laughs> yeah, not that be, yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice so i'll make sure all your links are um around the podcast somewhere so people can access them directly um amazing and, yeah, love to yeah is there anything you would like to add before we finish anything you want to say well just thank you for inviting us and thank you for doing what you do um we're we're so honored to know you and to be a part of the temple and yeah long may it continue yeah yeah you've been such an inspiration since day one that we met you oh well it's been in fact we never met each other <laughs> not in person face to face <laughs> in person um but yeah we're truly honored to know you and thank you for letting us come on the podcast oh it's a pleasure and um I'm sure we could have more conversations too as things evolve, for example, for your documentary or for your for the gatherings that you're doing. I'm sure there are many ways we can co-create and uh, support each other. Mm. As you say, it's just it's the same uh, thing. It's, it's, just, it's all the same thing, isn't it? It's just different perspectives on it. Different communities, different tribes. Because it's all about love, mm. really. Um, exactly. At the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you so much. Yes. That was so good to connect with both of you. I'll turn my video back on just for the last bit. <laughs> good to see you. Um, yeah, you too. Yeah. And, that was uh, fun. Yeah, look forward to chatting with you more soon. <laughs>